0: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
1: Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea.
2: Hey everybody! Welcome to Movie Crush. This is a bonus edition uh, review. Crush. What are we gonna
0: call this, Noel? We 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 should workshop that. Maybe we should put it out to the to the community. Yeah, want to call these? That's
2: yeah, a good idea. Yeah. Update everybody, right, Noel? Oh man, we're we're, we're dropping it in here <laughs> through the magic of editing. We actually did go to Facebook and did throw the question out to people to name this. And we had a clear winner, right, Noel?
0: Oh man, big time! I mean, I, I I immediately saw it and was just like, "This is this is it for me." I don't know about you, Chuck, but then uh-huh. you seem to feel the same way.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think it got the most likes too. Okay, so it was a clear choice. So mm-hmm. big thanks to Rick Broides for naming this episode, as you see in your little uh, iTunes browser there. Crushed to judgment. Crushed to judgment. Not bad. Pretty great, in fact. Uh, and shall we rejoin the show already in progress? Let's do it. Okay. So what we're going to do is uh, occasionally, as promised, I will do some little movie reviews with uh, Emily sometimes, with Noel sometimes, my rotating co-hosts, and Noel and I both happen to have seen uh, the movie A Quiet Place uh, recently, so I was like, let's just get in here and rap about it for a bit. Um, Many spoilers to come, so if you haven't seen the movie, maybe wait until you have. What's the point of a spoiler-free
0: review that I don't understand? Like, I read reviews for spoilers, you know? Yeah.
2: Or or I don't read them right. if I don't want to be spoiled. Exactly. Um, so this is obviously the new film from writer, director, and star John Krasinski, his uh, wife, Emily Blunt, and then a couple of young actors that were just terrific, Millicent Simmons and Noah Jupe. Um, and that's kind of everybody yeah. <laughs> except for yeah. the one dude in the woods. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the monster. Which and, is, yeah, yeah. The monsters. monsters. That's right. So... What did you think? I mean, this movie is hot shit right now. Oh, well, yeah. Let's do it. Is... I
0: saw a hundred million plus. Weeks, yeah. I mean, that's know, one reason office. we're getting yeah. in here is yeah. because
2: it's sort of taken uh, the box office by storm
0: a little unexpectedly, maybe. I got to say, I was disappointed that Krasinski didn't give a single knowing look directly to the camera. As <laughs> Jim. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> <It's> Jim Halpert, <laughs> like the monsters coming and he just kind of looks at the camera and goes.
2: <laughs> so I actually uh, one time I was at the Chateau Marmont Hotel in Los Angeles. I was meeting Hodgman there for uh, drinks, mm. and I was in the lobby waiting. And um, Krasinski, Emily Blunt, and another two couples—I think—are filing out from the restaurant. And I look over, and we catch eyes. Me and and Krasinski, and very often when you catch eyes with a movie star like that, they immediately look the other way, sure, and just are like whatever. And he looked at me square in the face and gave me a little smile and a nod. Uh, as he kind of strolled by with his hands in his pockets and just an acknowledgement. And I tell you what, I was like, you know what, that's a fucking good guy. Seems like a good guy. I can tell immediately he's a good dude just by the way he acknowledged me as some rando dude.
0: Well, and and not only does he seem like a good guy, he seems like a pretty uh, versatile and talented guy because whatever you have to say about this movie, I thought it was wonderfully paced, it had tension like I hadn't uh-huh. seen in a movie like this in some time. Yeah. Um, and the ensemble was beautifully directed, It'd being yep. such a small kind of bottle movie almost, mm-hmm. you know? I really dug it. Plot holes aside, which we can get into in a little bit if you, if you, yeah, if you we'll choose.
2: Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit, but I th- I really enjoyed it. I, It was a tight 90 minutes, which I really appreciate these days. Yep. Uh, efficiency of filmmaking. And um, it's one of these movies where I, I think I had heard a little bit about People bitching about plot holes. I was like, you know what? I'm going to check my um, plot hole side of my brain at the door and just try and enjoy it, and I
0: totally did. Me too. The people I went with, actually, as soon as we left, some of them were super on board, and some of them were just, like, punking it for the plot holes. Right. And I was just, like, not on board. I just wasn't having it. I was like, I don't even want to rag on this movie with you guys. Typically, I would enjoy doing that, but (laughs) I was able to suspend the living hell out of my disbelief for this movie and just go along for the ride. It was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, and it was one of those movies where, and this happens sometimes, where I walk out of the movie, and I'm like, how did no one ever think of doing this before? It's such a simple conceit, which is um, a monster in the woods that uh, that has super hearing and will you will die if you make noise.
0: Yeah, the IMDb line is a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from creatures that hunt by sound.
2: Yeah, it's such a simple idea. It's one of those that I bet Krasinski, when he thought of it, was like, holy shit. Sure, like, let me... Start doing some Googling. This has probably been done before. But amazingly, it had not. Yeah. And there's so much you can do and that they do do with. Uh, I, I love movies where I imagine as soon as you had this idea, it's kind of fun to be like, all right, what world did they live in? Everywhere they go, there's a, a trail of sand. They play Monopoly with little felt pieces. That's right. Like all the little things that yeah. you have to plan out is kind of fun.
0: It's rife for that kind of world building, you know? Yeah. Um, th- and, and every time they handle an object or there's a, something that could potentially make a noise, there's like a scene with like this uh, plastic toy that has like a siren sound or whatever. Yeah. And the dad takes out the batteries. Yeah. And you find out that the batteries were put back in and it makes this sound. Uh, man. From that point on, you're just like terrified at any potential little noise making contraption of any kind you know
2: yeah i mean he sets those stakes early on and uh there's a tension that you can get with every little thing that that can go wrong a stick breaking or whatever is potential death for your family yeah and it's just such an effective little
0: plot device that being said i do not feel like they held fast (laughs) and strong to these rules
2: no man you gotta like Trust me. I mean, we, well, we can talk about some of the, I don't know if you even know if I want to call them plot holes, but there were times when I was in there and I was like, why do you have a house with a wall of 40 framed pictures Mm -hmm. still hanging? And like, any, and lamps made of glass, like any potential
0: thing that right. could make a noise, just fucking get it out of there. Well, I have a theory because they have this basement, this like soundproof basement that they that was sort of his lair where he was like trying to do yeah. sciency research. And everyone's
2: like, "Why didn't you live in there? Why didn't you live in there?" My yeah. whole
0: thing is like they were trying to have some sort of sense of normalcy and I family, think so, man. You know,
2: sure. And I bet you anything that's what Krasinski would say is he didn't. Um, that would have been them giving up, is to like be like, you know what, I'm gonna raise my kids in a fucking room.
0: Yeah, for the same reason people would be like, why'd you have fucking kids in the first place, dumbass.
2: Yeah, well, especially that because <laughs> you know Emily Blunt is pregnant. Right. That's the big reveal. Right. And you don't know if he slipped one past the goalie or if it was something. I don't. I don't think they would have planned it, but I mean, if they're I don't know. Maybe they plan on repopulating the world well, by meeting up with other survivors. That's
0: true. And there, there is a scene, though, where when the baby is born, they have already, like, set everything up for this baby. And they have this box. that yeah. They put the baby in with a little tiny baby uh, oxygen mask. Yes. And yes, I, I hear what you're saying, Chuck. But every, when that happened in the movie, everyone in the theater laughed. Oh, really? They put the baby in there, and then they put the little mask on, and then they closed the box. I must have just been in a very sick and twisted theater. Was it
2: like a nighttime viewing? Because yes. I, I go to matinees. Yeah, it was, was a nighttime view. And I think it there. was
0: because, like, it just it just seemed kind of absurd. Yeah. Like, this is really going to work. Like, right. Gonna, I, I'm not like sure. Like, this is their plan? This is their plan, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely got that a little bit. But, but man, how tense was that birthing scene? Yes.
0: Holy shit, man! It was, it was incredible. Good, crazy cross cutting. Where even the timeline of it was kind of like a little confusing uh-huh. because it was like you know he's he's off, uh, she's by herself. The, his wife, Emily right. Blunt's character, he's trying and to save the kids. He's trying to save the kids who are kind of lost. Yeah, and she and there's a monster in the house. Uh huh. And she, and these monsters are are fucking cool looking too. I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's only it's so hard these days to design a monster that feels slightly original, mm-hmm. and I thought this one did a pretty good job because the. Uh, when it opened up their uh, ear cavity or yeah. whatever to get that super hearing, mm-hmm. way cool. And then when you saw the um their their heads uh coming apart and uh, not coming apart, but um splitting into different pieces, uh, yeah. which was the armor. Yeah. And the only way she was allowed to kill these things was, you know, they of course figured out at the end. The daughter has uh has this um hearing device because she's legit deaf. Uh, that her dad had built for. Her. Turns out it makes the monsters go crazy. This high pitched thing, and that opens their head up such that mommy can take a shotgun.
0: Oh, that's right. So it, it wasn't the sound that made their heads explode like melons, right? It was no. It just
2: uh, it made them vulnerable right. to like a shotgun blast. That's right. That's right.
0: And yeah, I, I, that, that's such a cool little twist. I almost, I don't even want to like dig too deep into that. That's let that's, that's a fun little reveal. <laughs> well, and the end
2: is, I like the end, man. I like it with too with the with the. The racking of the shotgun. Oh, yeah. yeah, And you know, it was real easy afterward to be like, "Man, he just died." Yeah. And it was such a, um, such a noble death, but also like, did what? he really need why to? Why didn't he just
0: throw some shit? Like, you
2: know. I was saying that. I mean, afterward, I kind of poked plot holes in it for fun with right. myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why didn't you throw uh, anything fifty feet that way? And still try and save your kids, because it seemed possible. He kind of gave up pretty quickly. He needed to do that Wilhelm scream. I know. <laughs> and also the other thing that I thought, because part of what you do is, like, if I was in that situation, what would I have done to outfit the house? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I would have done is got a, a something that makes a, a noise via electricity and run 500 feet of extension cords out into the cornfield. Yep. And if these things ever came close to the house, punch the button or plug it in,
0: yeah, and just have it make the noise. It's true, and it's also like in his little lab or his uh, workshop, he's got this like dry erase board that says "sound." Uh, you know, they sound don't bad. they don't like sound or something, <laughs> and like that was his big eureka <laughs> moment. You know, it was a little hamfisted, yeah, yeah. And then you know, but it's, it's just sort of like. What have you been doing all this time, dude? Like you, you yeah. you've got all this stuff out here. Like he's been making these little devices or whatever, and, and none of them are working right. And then his daughter is the one who kind of, like, kind of figures out like how to make it work. Yeah, it's sort of
1: like you know you were not the brightest fellow in the in the world, were you, John Krasinski? Mm-hmm.
3: It's got standard third row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from 4 Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.
2: Trust me, it's easy to look back in retrospect and say, like, well, that was certainly convenient, and this, I would have done that, but I think going into the movie, like, a a movie like this, you really just got to, like, park all that shit at the door and say, let me just have fun for 90 minutes.
0: I mean, here I am doing what I said I didn't want to do. But it does not diminish my enjoyment of this movie one bit.
2: That's the difference, I think, is I've seen a lot of people, like, shit on this movie for those reasons. And I'm not poo-pooing on it at all. I think it was a lot of fun and a really well-crafted thriller.
0: Because that's the thing, too. Like, there's the sound design is is awesome yeah it's it's it uses silence in a really creative way obviously yeah I, I do have a bone to pick i felt like it was a real missed opportunity they didn't use voices carry by till tuesday <laughs> as the big song at the yeah. end that would have been fun uh they only had one song they had the neil young song oh that's right i actually saw that in another i know what it was it was in that show big little lies have you seen big little lies yes there's this, a, a scene with that same song, dancing yeah, yeah, in the moonlight. Yeah, I, I remember that. Great, great song. It
2: yeah. is a great song, and I imagine the selling point for Neil Young was like, "This is a movie of silence, and this is one of the only pleasing things you will hear mm-hmm. in this whole movie is your song."
0: That was a lovely moment too. They put they share the earbuds. Yeah, it's their one moment of they can great. actually experience it or whatever. You know, like the the pleasure of listening to, to music yeah. together. You know, I don't know. It was it was very yeah nice. yeah,
2: and you know, and it was a simple pleasure because they. uh Why didn't they live by the waterfall, too? (laughs) Well, first of all, I mean, come on. Or at least have the baby there. But
0: the waterfall, like, is that really true? I could hear somebody yelling by a waterfall, I feel like.
2: Well. No? Not from behind a waterfall, for sure. That shit is loud. Okay. But again, uh, uh, once I started thinking about plot holes like that, I started reading about why that wouldn't be the case. And, like, you know, he couldn't build a house behind the waterfall. That's true. You can't live a life behind a waterfall.
0: What if there was like a really cool cave back there? You know, that'd be... Well, that would have been
2: great. That'd, that'd be neat. <laughs> <laughs> but that ended up being kind of a neat moment when he went with the son, and the son was able to yell, and he showed him this little secret. And he's like, here's, you know, you can make a noise here.
0: Wasn't that the first time you actually heard Krasinski's speaking voice?
2: Yeah, I mean, th- those are the some of the only lines of dialogue in the whole movie.
0: This is a brave thing to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's like one of those things you could joke about, like, "But that was a really short script." Yeah, but there's so much, like, you know, world you still building gotta write and script. all of the the changes and the, the you know the things the characters do. There's a lot you got to really, really, you got to really go deep with that stuff. I imagine there's this no was a hard
2: script to write because when you're writing mostly stage direction, like there are different approaches to stage direction. I've written a bunch of scripts and. I used to be way more over the top with it. Mm -hmm. But then I was told by everyone, like, just scale that shit down. But then I've heard, like, Oliver Stone writes, like, it's like a book. So maybe, you know, when you're Oliver Stone's position, you can do whatever you want. But if you're just, like, sending a script out, I've, I've been told, like, that seems unprofessional, to overwrite stage direction.
0: I've also heard that, like, sometimes it'll be just this very, like, poetic, like, short, like, line about, like, and he looks at her knowingly. But then the moment in the movie yeah. ends up being this, like, huge thing because of how the direction is done and how the actors interpret it and stuff. So right. that's kind of fun.
2: Yeah, that's, I think you, you're you kind of told to never do that stuff in stage direction to say, like, you know, he gives her a knowing look. I mean, and, and I think most people, when they write stuff, they're writing it as if they will direct it. Uh, like this is what I see in my head. Mm-hmm. So sometimes maybe you write that stuff and then go back and remove it. That's screenwriting advice. Good. <laughs> to a guy who's never had shit made. Oh, come on.
0: <laughs> but you are you are a practiced uh, aficionado of, of the art of screenwriting.
2: So I appreciate that. We should come up with a rating system. Um, should we go one to 10 or one
0: to four stars or five stars? Um, what do you think? Let's just do it all thumbs. We'll just do like thumb, like six thumbs. Oh, all right. I'm just joking. I no, have, I like that. Yeah. How many thumbs in tribute to Roger Ebert? Yeah, but not up or down, just thumbs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so and let's adding, say five thumbs five is max. Thumbs total. Okay. I would give this uh, three and a half thumbs.
2: I'm giving it three and a half thumbs. That's mm-hmm. exactly what came into my head. Yep. Fun movie, thoroughly enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink it. Nope or overthink it afterward but don't let it like spoil your your enjoyment of the film.
0: It's fun. It's fun to chat about and like, you know, realize that a big giant movie like this can have all kinds of silly little, you know, issues like yeah, we're talking yeah. about and still be effective, you know. It's, it's 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 an interesting experiment. Do you sequel this thing? What do you think? How do you, Yeah, I guess. I mean, it would be just like, you know, no, right? Cuz then I think the obvious sequel would
2: be you enlarge the world a bit, and, there you go. and they find other people, they, they, yeah. uh, like a society that is having to live quiet, a community of quiet.
0: Well, this this whole um, episode has been a spoiler alert, but no, but they kill all the monsters. Uh, isn't that sort of the implication at the end of the movie? Is that all they, the
2: monsters on their farm, in their zone? Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, from the newspaper clippings, this shit happened
0: everywhere. I got gotcha. you. Um, so it might be more like a Mad Max kind of situation for a sequel, where they have to rove out and kind of hit the road. Yeah, and, that would be kind of yeah. a cool
2: movie, just to make it a little bigger, and you have a community of a hundred people that, uh, and that that way you can Krasinski can fill those plot holes.
0: Well, it's one of those things too. You don't know what where they came from. You don't know any of the origins of these None creatures. Of the origins. That'd be fun to explore. It's also fun not to know. I kind of like not knowing in a, in a way too. Yeah, it was kind
2: of neat. Sometimes when you explain that, it ends up being. Dumb, mm-hmm. or you open up more yeah. holes. Whereas, if it's just like, you know what, there are these fucking monsters, and who knows where they came
0: from. That's why I liked Cloverfield. The first Cloverfield movie, I liked I very it. much. Uh, all of the, the unnecessary tie in sequels that had nothing to do with the original. Well, the second one was actually cool. Cloverfield Lane was good. That one was good. But you see, the one that was just on straight to Netflix—I heard that was had terrible. nothing to do with anything. They yeah. obviously just like threw that in at the end. Yeah, but the first one—you don't know anything about where the monster came from, really. Mm-hmm. It just kind of shows up. They have to deal with it, and it's fun. Yeah, that's what this movie kind of was. I like, I liked it. All right,
2: so we're going to keep these short and sweet, fifteen to twenty minutes. Um, we give both of us give a quiet place three and a half thumbs, <laughs> not
0: up or down. Nope. Just thumbs. Just thumbs. And uh, human thumbs, <laughs> monster thumbs. We could come up with a graphical system. We could have different <laughs> styles of thumb depending on the movie. What else have you seen lately? Have you seen Ready Player One yet? I have not. Does not interest me. Okay. Yeah, I saw Isle of Dogs last night though, and I loved it.
2: All right, that's on my list. Maybe mm. we'll uh, maybe we'll knock that one out. Really, soon, really right. love that. But, All right. Well, thank you everybody. Thank you, Noel. You're welcome, Chuck. And uh, look out in a couple of days. We got another another great legit movie crush episode coming up.
1: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With elbow Grease,